Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. Lovely to have Wendy Nola back with us in studio after her travels. Her voice hasn't quite caught the same flight home, but we're going to do our best. <laughs> yeah, I think it was somebody on the flight sneezing profusely next to me. I thought did it actually. The joys of international travel. Yes. Anyway, it is great to have you back with us, Wendy. Thanks, and um, we've got actually quite a few stories to tackle today. We're going to give yeah. you some feedback on a string of complaints from listeners uh, who are MTN subscribers saying, we were just informed that our contract fees are going up, despite having a 24-month contract in place that we thought we'd agreed to a set fee on. Uh, we've got a warning about a bogus building supply company uh, that is uh, taking advantage of people. And then we have some feedback on a story we shared with you last year around the bra that didn't behave as the buyer expected. <laughs> so all of that to get through today. We will then move into open line after half past one. So a reminder that you're welcome to phone in or leave a voice note if you have a consumer-related query. Uh, you can phone on 021-446-0567, send an SMS to 31567, or leave a voice note on 072-567-1567. Well, Wendy, I'm an MTN customer. I haven't yet, touch wood, had the message saying your fee's going up, but... Uh, I'm in the minority, it sounds yeah, like. There are a few plans that it doesn't apply to. They okay. they have to give 20 business days notice, which is effectively a month, which is why at the weekend people who are affected started getting or well, got that SMS. So it applies from the 1st of May. I was actually on that Emirates flight uh, back from Ireland when, um, and thanks to the, the, the Wi-Fi that you can get on those flights, <laughs> I, I started seeing well, my email. Email inbox started filling up and my Twitter feed as well, lighting up with complaints from MTN contract subscribers who, who got that SMS at the weekend from the network. Um, it began with a breezy yellow, which <laughs> a little bit inconsistent, I feel, and went on to tell them that from um, May 1, uh, yellow, their subscriptions will go up due to inflationary pressures. Now go up by how much? Okay, so an average of 4%. Um, a few plans won't increase at all like yours, Pippa, but of the 50 or so plans, um, uh, some will increase by less than 4% and some more than 4%. So, for example, I had a quick look through the list. The MTN 750 top-up plan subscription will increase from 807 rand a month to 839 rand a month and the MTN 500 from 530 to 551. Um, so, yeah, um, all the fees, this is the other thing, the other thing that, <laughs> that people drives people mad is the itemized billing fee and the caller line Ooh. identity fee will also be going up by 4% each. Those fees shouldn't exist at all in my view and uh, that of, that's shared by many people. Yeah, me too. Having to pay extra to see how the amount that you're being billed monthly is made up and, or who is calling you, that is an absolute cheek. It's just, I've, I, yeah. I really, I, if more South Africans stood up and said we're not accepting this anymore, something would happen, but it, it needs that kind of I have tried pushing back on it. that. The last two times I've upgraded my contract, I've tried very hard just and I've needs, got absolutely no yeah, way. It yeah. needs more people and just a whole lot of concerted noise about it. But, yeah. but there it is. That's also going up. Those two um, fees uh, are going up by, by 4% as well, each of them. So naturally people thought this was grossly unfair because we're all suffering inflationary pressures due to this deep rise in the cost of electricity that's about to happen, fuel that's just happened and all the rest. But we consumers don't have the right to tell our, our cell phone service providers or any other company that we have a contract with that, hello, this is to inform you that a month, hello, a month <laughs> from now, um, we'll be paying you slightly less because, you know, we're, we're, we're at the mercy of inflationary 
precious just as well as you are. It, I mean, is it even legal to do this, really? I mean, surely if you've signed a contract saying we agree I am going to use MTN for the next 24 months and you agree that it's going to cost me X amount and that's what you've offered me up front, surely they're required to stick to that offer. Can they unilaterally change yeah. it like this? Well, you'd think. I mean, clearly it's unfair. Um uh, and and the people that were approaching me about this wanted to know, is it legal? So MTN says it's in their terms and conditions. It's number 16 in the current contract, to be exact. And it reads, we may, we may make changes to the contract, the charges, the network services, and the charge limits by giving you at least 20 business days notice in writing before we make a change. As for whether it's legal, the Consumer Protection Act says that a term is unfair, unreasonable or unjust if, among other things, it is excessively one-sided in favor of any person other than the consumer or other person to whom goods and services are to be supplied or the terms of the transaction or agreement are so adverse to the consumer as to be inequitable. Um, so clearly giving one party the right to change the terms and the other not, that to me is unfair. But I have somebody, we have somebody on the line far more qualified to, to make a call on the legalities than I am. Absolutely. Let's bring in Mkhartam, sorry, Mpshlele, who is the Ombudsman for Consumer Goods and Services. Mkhartam, it's lovely to have you with us again. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much and good afternoon to the listeners. MTN says it's in their terms and conditions, Mahata. But my question is, is that clause actually compatible with the Consumer Protection Act? I mean, can the company claim the right to increase fees on an existing contract when the customer doesn't have any such right to unilaterally change things from their side? Well, the Consumer Protection Act does uh, speak to that instance where the, the service provider would, after the contract had been entered into change the price. The Act says, the regulations say that they must give the consumer the option to cancel the contract. But it doesn't give details of what that cancellation should, what should happen in that instance. It just says that the consumer must be given the option to cancel the contract. And you know that the Consumer Protection Act does deal with cancellations in Section 14, where you can cancel by giving 20 business notice, but there are uh, uh, reasonable penalties that can be charged by the supplier. But I also looked at the notice that has been given by uh, MTN to customers. Mm -hmm. In, In none of that notice do they make reference to that right to the consumer uh, they just say at the end that uh, please visit uh, so 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 for more information, and that for me is not fair because if a consumer does not cancel uh, within the twenty business days period after the notice the, they have been notified, the changes will apply until the consumer uh, gives that notice. So if you don't give notice before one May. Mm. Uh, the changes will apply until you give notice to cancel. So I think it's something that MTN should have explicitly stated in the notice to consumers that they do have the right to cancel okay. by giving uh, MTN to business days notice. Okay, absolutely. That Yeah, the Act does say that. So they didn't explicitly point that out. But actually, in reality, Makata, that right to cancel um, without penalty doesn't really apply in practical terms 
with a cell phone contract, which they clearly know oh. because of the fact that in those 24 months, you are in effect every month paying off a the phone. cost of that oh, phone. Yes. So they, and, and so you, there's no such thing as cancelling without penalty because they've got to at least charge you the, uh, the cost of that phone. So they really so they do have, have their subscribers on that one, don't you agree? Well, they do. I think the ones, uh, because the, the CPA does allow them to do that, uh, to charge the purchase price or any discounts, claw back any discounts that they would have given if the, the contract had lasted for that two years. And, of course, any usage charges that were due at the time that you cancelled. Yeah. So I think the ones that would be better off are those that are at the end of yes. their contract. Yes. Those would be able to get off scot-free because they have now um, uh, the paid off the, the handset and the contract has ended. They can give one month's notice before one May and they they will not be charged anything unless there are any other smaller amounts that are due at that point. Okay. So the short answer is that they can they can actually do it and um but they should have actually just um mentioned the the, the termination uh, g- clause. Look, I think uh, remember that in your introduction you did say that one of the unfair things that the act does say could be the price at which a service is offered. So if, if consumers feel that the increase that MTN has introduced is, is not fair, they can still challenge it. But if I look at, at the act and the notice and, and the process uh, through which they have done it, I think they could have done it better. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Ombudsman for Consumer Goods and Services. Uh, we really value your input there. Uh, a WhatsApp saying the CEO of MTN earns 117,000 yeah. rand a day. He doesn't feel inflationary pressures. You know what? It's more than that because uh, in 2016 he earned 72.2 million rand and uh, uh, divided by 365, that gives you uh, substantially more than 117,000 rand a day. So yeah, I'm guessing his inflationary pressures are not quite the same as yours and mine, Wendy. <laughs> Absolutely not. I think the timing of that revelation with the, the, the notification about the increase in subscriptions, the unilateral, mm. um, was unfortunate for MTN because a lot of people are saying, oh, are these your inflationary pressures, what you're having to pay your top man? Just under so, 200,000 yeah. a day. Yeah. You also reached out to the National Consumer Commission on this one, didn't I you? I did. I spoke to their spokesman, Trevor Hutting. I, I ran this past him. He agreed with everything that Mahat has just said. Um, you know, and, and to, but to allow cell phone, um, contract cell phone subscribers to cancel their contracts without penalty would amount to undue enrichment, he said, because then they would be required, they would be getting the, the, the phone portion free, of their yeah. phone free, yes. Um, and he said no party to the contract can be unjustifiably enriched. But in this case, it would seem that one party to the contract can be unjustifiably in my view yeah. um, made to suffer in that what they agreed to for two years is not what they're ending up with and you can imagine somebody wrote to me they just signed last week someone's just sms saying if you have a contract that's two months old you have to pay up the full amount of the contract when you, you have to pay up the yeah. full, well, uh, the, well the, the, the the handset proportion which is yes. massive so, so yeah. to be fair, this isn't only MTN's move, and it's in fact not the first time this has happened at all, Wendy. No, um, it's they've done it. Bef- MTN's done it before, uh, f- three or four years ago. So has um, Vodacom, and so has Cell C. Um, MTN says in the past few years, MTN has worked 
to avoid increases to its subscription pricing. However, sustained inflationary pressures and increased input costs have meant price adjustments have become unavoidable. Yes, we get that, but then do it to your new contracts, not to your existing ones. That's the the departure here. I did invite MTN's Managing Executive uh, Group Communication, Jackie O'Sullivan, to join us on the show. But unfortunately, she's not at work this week, only back next week, so, so we don't have her joining us. Okay, so as you pointed out, Vodacom and Celsi have done this in the past as well. Um, and uh, you did speak to Mahata's uh, predecessor, Neville Melville, about this. And he also had uh, quite a bit to say about um, how it was done and whether it should be viewed as fair. Yes, there was somebody actually com- lodged a formal complaint to, to the Ombud's office um, when he was the, um, the Ombud uh, about three years ago. And he actually did uh, publish his finding on, on the issue. And part of it read, the Australian Guard, we looked to Australia a lot, or the, the, our, our, our regulators, they looked to Australia a lot uh, for, uh, on, for consumer protection guidance. The Australian Guard on unfair contract terms states that the use by businesses of terms that allow them to make unilateral changes to the contract or limit the extent of what they are promising may sometimes appear to be unfair. But businesses use these terms to manage risk and keep their costs low. For example, if a business had to renegotiate with every customer when its circumstances changed, this would be expensive and the business would probably need to increase its prices to offset the cost of potential renegotiations. In these circumstances, the management of risk and minimizing cost may be viewed by a court as legitimate business interests. The guard, however, advises that a term allowing the business to unilaterally increase the price would need to be transparent and adequately drawn to the consumer's attention prior to entering ah. the contract. Now, I've looked at that contract. It's number 16, as I said. There's no requirement for the consumer to put a, a signature next to it, which you would think. So it does say this is important, but then make it number one, not number 16. 16 and put it in bold um, red, yeah. So I think there's a, there's a case to be made there for a, a, a lack of transparency. Mm. Um, interestingly, in July 2015, Celsi announced that the network wouldn't be hiking prices for the duration of their contracts incidentally having done that to its own subscribers just a few months earlier um uh because i think vodacom at the time was in the news for having Do done this, it yeah. and they said you know we'll, we, they even offered um to buy people out of their contracts and whatever at the time i wrote a column about it ending with this Com- competition is a wonderful thing with celsi now offering contracts without a clause that entitles them to hack the contract subscription at any time and by any su- percentage we should never again accept cell phone contracts with that clause <laughs> in it that <laughs> was as in july 2015 four years later so i did yeah i did go back to celsi just to check <clears throat> If that was still the case with them, if their contracts don't con- uh, contain that clause. Um, but I haven't had a res- I checked just before we came on air. I haven't yet had a response. So okay. to be continued, that might be an interesting little angle if they've reneged on that due to yes. inflationary pressures and allowed them, given themselves the right to do what MTN has just done. I think it's a really interesting issue because... It it is a it does create a break in trust with your customers. Mm, absolutely, to do it mid contract, it's very risky. We've got a voice note that's come in. Let's take a listen to that. Hi, Wendy. Um, just a few points with regards to cell phone contracts from the service providers. Um, Vodacom, for example, offers you call ID identity protocol clip, which is an added fee to your contract, but on the prepaid service, it's free. And Rafael, we were touching on it also early on with regards to dual SIM functionality on phones. They, well, Vodacom and MTM refused to unlock the dual SIM functionality on smartphones 
But if you think about it, when you take out a contract and you get offered a smartphone, you offer, you get, you're basically taking the smartphone for its features. If Vodacom is, or MT, and MTN is not giving you the functionality of that phone, are they still entitled to charge the same price? I don't know, it's just, yeah, it's the, they, I know they're trying to keep you on the network and so you can use their services as opposed to going for cheaper rates somewhere else. But I mean, is that even, I don't know, you tell me. Thank you. It's an interesting point, Wendy. It is an interesting point. It's one that I've actually researched for, for some of my print work, one of my columns. Yep. Um, and that is exactly what happens. And, and in the cases that came to me, that wasn't, they, the person went for the phone because of the, the advertised functionality on, on, mm. on international sites and whatever. And they weren't expressly told by the network when they signed the contract uh, that this phone has, has, is not dual SIM. Uh, it doesn't have dual SIM. We've disabled it, essentially. Yeah. And um, so uh, there's been an issue of lack of transparency. But I do think it's, it's pretty mean-spirited. Those are the two networks that does it. I, think, I don't think Cell C... Um, blocks it mm. um, and and even you know I had a person come to me he just wanted a business sim and a personal sim as many of us do he said I would have done it both with with Vodacom if they'd that just if they'd if they'd gone as far as saying okay we limit you can have the functionality but both your sims need to be Vodacom it would be bad enough but at least something but to just yeah it's it's um it's a problem because that technology yeah. exists for our benefit, and yet, and you're getting it through the network, and then it's disabled. They're not making it available no. to you. Yeah. No. Um, Marlene's just a WhatsApp to say, my husband's MTN Choice 100 contract is coming to an end. Payment was 143 rand 42, including VAT. We've just received a new invoice, MTN Choice 239 rand 69. Um, I didn't see that huge arc in that's the list. That's huge, and I wonder like more than 4%. if there's anything else going on there. I think so. That's yeah. Not right. I looked at the full list, and there wasn't anything um, that around any, in that region. No, Marlene, it, ma- it might Please. be worth just really interrogating that uh, that statement and looking for where that that price hike is contained. And if it is indeed just a, a unilateral hike, please email Wendy on consumer at nola.co.za. Contract concerns, shopper tips, and purchase nightmares. This is Consumer Talk contract concerns we were talking about just that because i'm in the middle of a cell phone um renewal contract renewal upgrade and wendy every time i ask myself because there's always a problem is it worth staying with the service provider do i just put up with this another time knowing that something will go wrong wrong, because you know it's going to be just as bad anywhere else i mean it's depressing to me it is a big lock and that's why there's a there's a big downside to having the contract and that's why it's so annoying when they do something like this um they sort of break the trust halfway through through what you've the term of, of what you've agreed to, I've actually remember we had that case just yesterday. It's a kind of it was an upgrade case. Mm-hmm. The person um, got it was Christmas time. Got this particular phone, gave it to his wife for, for Christmas or whatever, and found out later that there was supposed to be a two hundred rand voucher with an online uh, retail store, and didn't Never happen. Got, us, yeah. got the ad, went in. Oh no, it's been claimed by whom? No, we can't say. Sorry for you. Well, I've taken that up. It's also with Good. MTN, and they've responded very positively and said that doesn't seem right. We'll get back to you. So hopefully. okay, but that's the kinds of irritations that happen. That's a, a sort of a, a, an, an unusual one. But it's yeah. either you don't get everything that was advertised. I suppose it is a classic thing. You don't get well, what you were supposed it's to the get with Bluetooth the deal. or the car charger yes. that was meant to come with the phone. In, in my experience, I was just saying to Wendy in, in the break, I've been a customer with MTN for twenty years now, and. 
I have yet to go through an upgrade and renewal process where there hasn't been a no hiccup. Problem. My advice is always when you see an ad online or whatever package you're going for, take a photo of it so that you've got proof of exactly what that ad says. Because a lot of people approach me, they didn't get this and that. I say, well, where's the ad? Oh, no, it's not an online anymore. Or it's not. Or um, it was a phone. It was, it was um, you know, they got that, that spam call. You, yes. you're, you're due for an upgrade. Then get the recording. It's your right to get the recording of that sales call so you can hear what they offered you and yeah. and then raise a dispute if it's not what you got. So make sure you have evidence of what the offer was that you responded to. Thank you. I'm going home to take a <laughs> photograph immediately, yeah. Wendy. Okay. Um, we have some open line calls coming through, I can see. Um, but uh, before we get to those, uh, just a quick w- update on uh, another story that crossed your desk this week, Wendy, about a building supplies operation that is apparently scamming customers. Yes. So it's... It was a, a Cape Town woman uh, got hold of me, uh, Pamela Morris. She said that um, her husband had come across a Cape Town-based company co- called Django Trim Trading as Build Direct, which is actually the name of an American company. When I went online to research, yeah. the, the, my, the, the results were this American company. Um, they paid him 8,000 rand for bricks in early February, which have never been delivered. Pamela said we were in a bit of a hurry to get these bricks that they promised us. Um, and they promised us that they would help us out. By the way, as we keep saying, it's when you're in a hurry that you are most at risk of being ripped off. Um, So after initially being given excuses such as the truck broke down, Pamela sent emails and phoned, and she's just not getting a response. She said her husband, prior to making the payment, had checked reviews online and saw that people were happy with his service. Um, so, yeah. It's, yeah, but <laughs> whose reviews were there, the Wendy? Thing. We spoke about this last week when we were talking about Booking.com because not every review is equal. Exactly. So it's very easy to manufacture glowing reports on your own um, website. Reviews yeah. and reports on your own website. Reviews by consumers on social media or on a platform such as Hello Peter different story much more reliable for consumers so here's what i found on hello peter lisa letu m on the first of march just over a month ago wrote uh, build direct scam i purchased building material on the 22nd of february 2019 today it's not been delivered they keep saying tomorrow 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 no further explanations jessica h posted a week later scam company they take your payment they do not deliver they promise a refund but never actually do it now they've also cancelled their number and all emails bounce back i called the number there were others yeah i called the number uh that was given to pamela this week and got uh yesterday in fact the surprise the subscriber you have dialed you know this message is not available at present please try again later so that's not encouraging um yeah. on the letterhead on the invoice it was a cape town address and a stellenbosch postal address i just didn't have time to get in my car and drive out there and see what's there but i'm pretty sure it's not a building supply company yeah so never pay money this is an easy scam to pull if it's all online mm. um, and people aren't doing their checks so never pay money for goods to an unknown entity um, with an online presence without checking to see if they actually exist and don't go on the reviews on their site only um, and to protect yourself rather than paying money directly into their account use the service of a Service of an intermediary such as um, Envision It ePay. Envision It. Yeah, it's www.escrow.africa. It ensures that the buyer gets what they paid for and that the seller is paid in time. So both parties have their risk reduced. Um, okay. And so instead of pay- paying directly to the seller, you pay to this this company. Uh, and they hold the funds and released after the product has been that makes sense. received. It makes perfect sense. So that's escrow.escrow.africa. 
Af- Africa. Africa. Yeah. Dot Africa. Okay. Yeah. Just check it out to see if you come. Okay. There. And beware if you are looking for building supplies, think twice about placing an order through Build Direct. Or anything else that you yeah. want to hurry for. Because I promise you, even if it's, I once did a case, it was, this woman was desperate for ostrich feathers for some, she was a decor person. Mm-hmm. She had this, this contract. And sure enough, someone sent her a beautiful invoice for however many hundred ostrich feathers. Didn't exist. If you if you put out there that you're desperate for something, there's going to be someone that's going to prey on that desperation. And take advantage. Yeah, okay. some online thing that's going to happen. Before we follow up on last year's bra story, Wayne has given us a call. Just going back to the MTN conversation. And Wayne, thanks uh, uh, for calling in. Are you one of the customers who's been impacted by this, I believe? Yeah, I've got a couple of uh, contracts and, and, and all of them have I got the notification. But now, my, my question is, how does the financial act affect us? Because obviously when I took out these contracts, MTN agreed that and, and did the financial check that I could afford it. So now they've pushed the price up. What happens if I can't afford it? What right of recall has somebody got um, on, on that line, on the financial act? Well... Uh, you're talking about the National Credit Act, I assume, but but it's a very good point because it's just what we've been discussing earlier um, in that it's a unilateral decision taken mm. and you can't get out of it because I don't know how far you're into your contracts, but you have to pay off at least what's owing on, on the phones that you got with the contract or whatever other hardware you got. And that's going to mean, you know, you've got to pay it all for the in, in one lump sum for the remaining months. And most people can't afford to do that. So it's all very well for the act to say that if you're going to, if a company is going to unilaterally increase an, an existing contract price, they have to give you the, uh, the opportunity to, to terminate without penalty. But that can't happen with a cell phone contract because mm. of the fact that you're paying the goods off. So I, I hear you. It's, this is why we're airing the subject. I think it's very, very unfair and, uh, unjust, even though technically they can do it, as we've heard from the authorities, um, it just doesn't just doesn't sit well. So yeah. I don't know what. Where does that leave you um, now? No, no, yeah, look, I'm, I'm, play, I'm playing devil's advocate on on this one. Okay. I mean, for for a lot of people, that case of right, well, oops, hang on, this takes me over. I can't afford it. It, it puts me in the rear. They don't pay all the debit orders bounce, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And, MTN comes to them and they go to court and they say, but you know, he pushed it up. They never did due diligence that I, I could afford that new amount. Yeah. It's, it is a low, it, it is on average 4%. For some, it'll be, it'll be higher. So, so realistically, most, it will just be a bit of a, oh, you know, now I've got to find more per month. It's, it's not a huge amount, but it's the, it's the principle because we aren't allowed to deviate at all. At and all. if we do, yeah. there are, very severe consequences. We get blacklisted. We, you know, there are there are huge consequences for us, and there's none for them. For them. And Wendy, yes, it may be a small it's amount. A maybe price. it's ten rand or fifteen rand a person. But it, you know, I'm I'm mindful of the fact it's not just fifteen rand on the cell phone. It's getting hit everywhere at the petrol yes. pump, at the, the on the bottle of milk. It, you know, those and inflation repressions. 15 rands add up to a yes. huge affordability challenge. So, yes. um, I take the, I take the point. Wayne, thanks for raising very a, a, point, a, a very important part of the conversation. Thank you so much for your call. Okay. Before we go to Barry and Mark, who are waiting patiently to raise other issues with you, we must give some feedback uh, on yes. a case we raised last year, Wendy, around bras that didn't last <laughs> or perform a, as they should for a, as long as we thought they should. Very mixed bag today. Yes. Yeah. Um, we took a call from Margaret Morent, um sometime towards the end of last year, 
Um, and she named the company, which was Storm in a G Cup, uh, in, based in, in Claremont, just near Cavendish. And, um, so for that reason, um, ethically, we need to, to follow it the, through and yeah. give the outcome. So, so, so Margaret called in to say that she'd bought two bras from the store last September for 1,100 Rand each. That was quite a, ma- a massive investment in bras, two bras for 2,200 Rand. She wore them sporadically over the course of the next four weeks. Um, she said she wasn't more than 10 wears altogether. And then she stopped wearing them because of the unsighting, unsightly pilling, which was small dark balls of fabric on the pale bras. So she, she couldn't actually wear them because now what they were visible to, uh, through pale um, clothing. clothing. She was refused a refund by the store when she took them back on the grounds that they were not defective. But what had happened was rather due to wearing the bras under dark woolen clothing and not washing them. She didn't feel that was fair, so she lodged a complaint with the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud, and I got involved, but of course I had to wait for the Ombud to finish their process, which yes. has just happened. They've sent um, an email to Margaret saying that, um, oh, also I should just say incidentally that there were no instructions that the bras should not be worn under um, dark woolen garments or whatever, which is how that, 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 that sort of dark pilling happened. The Ombud, as I said, has finally ruled in the matter, and it is in the store's favor. To cut a long story short, the bras were sent over to, back to the overseas-based supplier who said that the pilling on the bras was caused by wear and tear and what they called a misuse of not washing the bras. Now, uh, this is, a, I mean, she hadn't worn these for months and months and months without washing them. They, they were, you know, maybe five wears each, and she felt that was unfair. But I pointed out when I raised the case with the store owner how can not washing them, how can it actually damage a bra? That doesn't make any sense to me. But um, apparently the care instructions on the bra stipulated that it must be washed. It doesn't say how often. I think that needs we can, to maybe be we changed, can do a yeah. poll because I don't know how many times do you wear a bra before you wash it. But anyway, this was news to me. There are enzymes in washing powders that assist in reducing or taming the pilling problem. Oh. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I have not, no. But, but we must wash our bras regularly. I don't know after how many wears. Maybe we can... Uh, get some more expert opinion on that. But anyway, another cause of pilling is abrasive rubbing against outer clothing. And the supplier advised that it was you know, possible that she wore the bra under dark colored clothing, which combined with a lack of washing aggravated the problem. But due to there being not, uh, due to there not being a manufacturer's defect, the supplier would not be willing to refund the complainant as requested. The ombud for its part said, while we take note that the complainant is not entirely happy, or I think it's safe to say she's not at all happy with the outcome, we note that we have not been furnished with sufficient evidence to confirm that the bras purchased are defective. It seems clear that there is a dispute regarding whether the bras were defective or not um, and or whether the damage was as a result of misuse by the complainant. If we can't reach a decision on the evidence or on a balance of probabilities, we must dismiss the matter in accordance with our terms of reference. So that's the end of that. Okay, story. so the Ombud has found that uh, Margaret does not have a right to a refund from Storm in a G Cup. Uh, I think the learning for everyone is if you're going to invest that amount of money in a garment like that, have a long conversation in the store exactly. about how it needs to be treated. Exactly. Maybe get them to put it and, in writing yeah. as well. Apparently the washing is, but not wearing under dark garment or not maybe a, I would a, ever textured, a textured wing that might cause that kind of wear and tear. It was never discussed. So, so yes, and also that that, that washing your bras regularly um, is a is a deterrent to that kind of um, 
effect on the fabric, which isn't great. Yeah, and um, I've seen pictures of the bras. They, they don't look great. They and they're relatively new and they were very expensive. So you can see both sides here. of the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, take that advice, everybody, and uh, don't don't let it go too long in between washes. Um, I know we're all trying to save water and reduce <laughs> our laundry bill, but this is one case where you might want to err, err on the side of caution. Okay, thanks very much for the update on that case, uh, Wendy. Right, with that, let's go to the lines and uh, let's start with Barry in Pinelands. Barry, you've been holding an awfully long time. Thank you for your patience. Good afternoon. Not at all. Good afternoon to you, Pippa, and hi to you, Wendy, as hi, well. Um, yeah, I, I think the question is really about the, the recent, not about the recent electricity price increase, which I do understand, and, and, and it was a 9.4% that I think we've got no option about. But uh, that in mind, I, I went online um, on, fr- on uh, Sunday evening, uh, bearing in mind that I've got a prepaid electric- electricity meter, mm-hmm. and generally every month I, I would pay about 500 rand for 269 kilowatt hours. So I thought, well, let me at least save a little bit on, on, and, and pre-buy on, uh, on Sunday. Uh, so I bought a thousand rand this time, um, and lo and behold, um, I get something like 26% less electricity uh, than I would ordinarily get uh, for for my 500 rand. Uh. You know, it's, I, I should have been 540 kilowatts, and I get 407 kilowatt hour. So I went back online and I, I thought, well, let me go and get another 500 rand. Uh, again, expecting maybe the 269.8 kilowatt, and lo and behold, it comes out at uh, at significantly less than that 206 uh, 206 kilowatt. So I, I went online. I do understand that they've got uh, a sliding scale. Yes, but that bearing it, that in mind, I am paying a prepaid service here, and surely what they should be doing is giving me what they ordinarily would do and then take it up with maybe the next payment should I go into a different consumer uh, level. Uh, I don't know if I'm making any sort of sense here at all. I'm not entirely sure. I'm a, a very new to prepaid electricity myself, so I'm sort of doing my little going, getting my code, and, and doing it. I'm, and I haven't been monitoring it as perhaps carefully as I should in terms of. I just learned not to buy small amounts at a time. Um, I learned that very quickly. So I, I also do 500 rand. Are you are you saying? Are you linking this with the increase? Are you saying that they? Uh, no, no. In fact, this is not linking. Okay. With the this is actually what they call a sliding scale yes, relative yes. to your consumption. Oh. But they're penalizing you on the fact that you're buying more on the assumption that you're going to use more. I've got you. Consumption. Oh. I, I understand. So it doesn't surprise me at all, Barry. I'm a prepaid user and have been for many, many years. And I'm fully aware of that, that if I buy... Uh, 500 or 1,000 rand at the start of the month and if I get towards the end of the month and that meter is hitting the little red flag um, Must buy a big amount again I wait, and if, if at all possible wait oh. until the first of the following month because I know I, I, 1,000 rand in March plus 1,000 rand in April is not the same as 2,000 rand in March because of that sliding scale Oh, and well, you've taught me something So you are penalised oh. for, for using a higher purchasing hey, a higher amount yeah. On an assumption that you're going to spend that you're going to consume 
at All a higher it, level. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's and so interesting. I, yeah, I wonder if anybody else listening feels the same way as I, I mean that 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 is absolutely cast You've, in stone for me in the way I operate that that. So their the, 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 um, system of charging has um, has informed your 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 buying habits. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, Barry. Uh, so, so my my perspective is yes, that happens all the time, and I have always expected Adapt that that's the way it, it works. Um, let's see if anybody else listening wants to yes, give us feedback please. on that, uh, or can uh, can offer any other explanation as to why it was so dramatically less in Barry's case than other than that sliding scale. Um, so, Barry, thank you for your call. Um, Mark is on the line uh, from Peniel on a completely different subject. Mark has to do with insurance. Good afternoon. Hi, Doctor. Hi, Wendy. Hi, um, I, I had uh, I've got vehicles with Discovery Insurance and with Outsurance. And yesterday, I thought I had to cancel one of the Outsurance ones. So I was on the line with them, and they asked if they could quote me for my household cover, which is with Discovery. And I thought there's no harm in that. So. And my one vehicle with discoveries. During the quote, the guy mentioned to me that they don't cover me for my car if I have an accident caused by a domestic animal, like a cat or a dog. And I said, you've got to be joking, right? You know, it's not April the 1st. So if a dog runs in front of me and causes an accident, I'm not covered through outsurance. At all. That's At all. I, I, I know these... That. Get yes. better. So he said, yeah, you can check your policy documents. I checked under what's not covered, and there's no mention of that there. Then you go and look under what is covered, and one of the points is damage caused by animals, and then in brackets, except domestic animals. So they put what's not covered under what is covered to try and you know mislead you as well. Wow. I've never heard of I've that. Never heard of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, I know there are many tragic cases where people run the, over their own dogs, mm. cats, in their driveway, um, and I think you know it, it's the, the car is fine, but the poor animal is not. Um, I'm trying to think um, of what why? sort of that would why be they would do that because the claims for speech can't really be that great that they would want to exclude it. I, I'm definitely going to take that up. In fact, I'm interviewing, not live, but I'm on the phone, I'm interviewing the Ombudsman for short-term insurance shortly after we come off air, and I'm definitely going to ask you that. Okay, Mark, thanks for raising a very, very interesting um, T's and C's apply. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I, apply. I, I, I like um, to think that my certainly my, my motor sh- uh, insurance um, knowledge is pretty good. Um, so I'm... This this has taken me completely by surprise. Thank you for raising it, Mark, and I will definitely look into that as as soon as in the next hour or so. Okay. So a couple of people giving feedback on, uh, was it Barry's call about the electricity? On the SMS line, Ruth saying, I have found that buying a thousand rand electricity is a once-off. I paid more per kilowatt hour than if I bought 500 rand and then later in the month another 500. Jane saying, we buy a bulk of electricity at the start of the month and then if we run out before the end of the month, buy as little as possible to get us through because it costs twice as much. Oh my gosh. It kicks you into the next bracket of consumption effectively as far as to the yeah. to the listeners on a personal level <laughs> for that. Somebody else saying it's um, uh, listening to the story about the recent electricity purchase. I got caught with the exact same scam as they call it. I do not use any more than normal. I just bought a larger amount to save on the increase, and I lost about nine hundred rand wow. based on my normal usage. They don't know when you're using the yes. electricity you buy. But you see, I they have are no seeing idea it as, that yeah. they are 
that are they are basing your cost on on your consumption mm-hmm. or what or your assumed consumption. I mean, I moved into my flat. The person that was there before was a aircon. She put it on eighteen, twenty four hours a day, just about that she was in there, and I I didn't. So I yeah. probably was paying more than I should have initially. Based until on her they, consumption until it evened out. I don't know. It's an interesting one. Greg's given us a call from Brackenfell, also wanting to comment. Greg, good afternoon. Yes, hi. Good afternoon. Something interesting. We've got a prepaid meter in our warehouse, mm-hmm. and it's very interesting to me that if we run out of out of electricity, we go and let's say somebody grabs five hundred rand, runs off and goes and buys prepaid, gets back, the meter still shows zero, even if we've put the number in. So I've asked the, I've phoned in and asked them and said, listen, how is that possible? They said, well, you first have to pay a rental before you pay the units on the consumption. And I find that absolutely ridiculous. Why would you have a prepaid meter if I must first pay for the rental of the unit? And that changes all the time and actually it's got very high. Mm. So the first 500 rand of whatever's on that unit is, is not for electricity, it's for the rental of the unit. It sounds to me like we need to have a, a show explaining <laughs> how prepaid electricity meters work. Get Wendy. someone from yeah. the municipality yeah. on air. Um, we'll put that on our list. Okay, we'll definitely follow up on this one. It is uh, a very interesting one with lots of, of, of twists and turns, judging by the, uh, the, the SMSs who are coming I think in. Knowledge is power, so yeah. we need to know how we can pay as little as possible. As possible. Let's arm ourselves. On our actual yeah. consumption, yeah. Uh, Markiel also wanting to comment on this from the southern suburbs. Yeah, Markiel, yeah. I, so I just wanted to know, so look, in, in, in Cape Town, I know the city of Cape Town gives you about, let's say, for example, 600 units uh, per month. I think it's still the same where, they, where there's a certain tariff for that. So let's say it's yes. about like two rand a kilowatt. As, as soon as you go about 600 uh, kilowatts per month, this is when your tariff goes higher. So it doesn't, it's not worth it to buy more than 600 a month, I'm talking from the 1st to the 31st or 30th of the month, so unless you're using more. So that's mm-hmm. why, I mean, like if someone has already used 600 for the month and you're trying to pre-buy for the next month, you're actually going to pay more because the city doesn't know that you're actually buying for the next month. Uh, so absolutely. Okay. something to know. So it work, works on kilowatts. So approximately for last month, it works up to about 1,250 plus minus where you buy approximately about 600 kilowatts where your tariff is still the first one. But then after that, then you pay more. So someone must okay. always check, like for the month. Yeah. So it's an each month. It's not like forever. No, it's, it's an it's, each month. Okay, and and Markiel, thank you. You've articulated okay. my understanding Very that much it so. is if you if your consumption is over and above that base limit. The, uh, there, in there the are, same month, there are degrees mm. of of tariff based on consumption, and for your first amount of low usage, you charged X rate. Once you go above that, it's X plus. Mm. however many percent and, and for very high users there is a very high tariff okay. as there is for our water yeah. uh, bills really yeah. so right. Markiel thank you for articulating it well um, but I still think it is worth having a, a conversation about exactly what's involved how, how fees are allocated where the money goes etc so we'll definitely put that on the list uh, to follow up uh, have we got time to squeeze in a voice note I don't think we're going to have time because we are almost <laughs> out of time we've had so many calls today so um, we all have to wrap it there just a reminder that if you'd like to raise a topic with Wendy um, you need to send her an email to consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. And please put in the subject line Cape Talk and just a word or two. So for in this case, you would say Cape Talk prepaid electricity, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, just it really, uh, I can't overemphasize how important it is to please put that in the subject line. It has, helps Wendy 
uh, look out for the emails, categorize them, etc., for this particular show. Um, and um, consumer at nola.co.za. You can also contact her via her Facebook page, Wendy Nola Consumer. And Wendy, uh, another very, very jam-packed show today. Yeah, thanks so thanks much. Bag. Thank you. We'll chat again next week Will and do. hope you're back in full voice by Thank then. You.